Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. So a few weeks ago, uh, I went into Safeway. I go to Safeway several times a week as an outing with my children. We walk to Safeway. I can only carry so much in the backpack because I need two hands for the two children. So I go a lot. And a few weeks ago, I went to Safeway and it happened to be the first day that you didn't have to wear the mask. So I walk in, I was, on my, I was by myself this time and I walk in and it's not till halfway through the shop that I realise I'm not wearing a mask and that's okay. Halfway through the shop, I have this moment in the middle of Safeway that was a massive revelation, encounter, moment of I'm free. I'm in freedom. I am free right now. Now, you could be sitting here going, you're in Safeway, Lee, not wearing a mask. <laughs> Don't you have those feelings like when you pray or, you know. The lead up to that moment, though, some back tallies, I walk to the shops most of the time. And you don't have to wear masks. Well, I haven't had to wear a mask walking. And so I often get to Safeway and then realise, forgot my mask. And I often then, from the the entrance to Safeway's counter where you can get the masks, I feel guilt, shame. I try and hurry to quickly get my mask on before anyone sees us. And I've even gone a step further, which is way worse, and I do half my shop without a mask before I realise I'm not wearing the mask. And then I do the big tuck my nose under my clothes, go to the entrance to get the mask. And that moment of 30 seconds, minute two minutes of realisation to putting the mask on, the thoughts going through my head are, People are judging me. People are thinking I'm too good for the system. My life is more important than their life. I don't care about the elderly. I don't care about them. They're questioning my motives. They don't like me. People are just looking at me with evil eyes, staring me down. How dare you not wear a mask? And it wasn't until two weeks ago when I'm standing there without a mask do I realise I'm free. I hadn't previously thought of the weight that was on my shoulders and the thought process that I was going through every other time until I'm standing there going, oh, I was encountering this every time I was entering Safeway without a mask and I'm free. And I have in the middle of Safeway this wow, powerful God moment of This is what freedom feels like. I'm not caring about anyone's thoughts. I'm not caring about anyone's eyes looking at me. I'm not caring about anyone judging me. I'm not caring about what's going on around me. I'm just being me. And I'm free to just be me, fully me. No one's judging me. No one's questioning my motives. No one's questioning me. I'm free to be me. And in the middle of Safeway, as I'm having this moment with Holy Spirit, where God's speaking to me, I'm there going, it is finished. Because of the cross, I have this moment. Because of the cross, I am free. Because of the cross, He accomplished on the cross, it is finished. Jesus' last words before He breathed His last and died on the cross were, it is finished. Because of those three words, I'm in the middle of Safeway going, I'm free. I'm free. And as I've been pondering today and pondering this message and praying about it and, and you know, it was only about three weeks ago, uh, my hand went up, who's preaching? I've done three in a row, it's your turn, Lee. I went, 
Yes. For the last three weeks, I've been going, all right, God, what is Easter Sunday message look like? What does it look like? He goes, it is finished. Talk about the cross. It is done. It is finished. I completed it all. It is finished simply means from... My message is 100% biblical, and if you want all the scripture references, Justin will email them to you after. I've got 20 minutes, so I'm flying through this, okay? And it's finished. It's found in John 19.30, for those that need the reference. But it means to bring to an end, to complete, to fulfill. Jesus brought to an end. He completed, he fulfilled it all. He did it all on the cross. Nothing lacking, nothing missing. Everything was accomplished on the cross. Everything was dealt with on the cross. You name it, he did it. It was done on the cross. Nothing, he didn't bypass anything. He didn't miss anything. He didn't think that part's too hard. I'm going to drop the ball there. He did the whole thing on the cross. And as I was processing this for this morning, and yes, I had a trivial intro about Safeway and freedom, but he accomplished it all on the cross. Every last bit of it. And then I was thinking about the magnitude of it. The vast magnitude of the cross, what he accomplished. He took the sin, past, present, future. Sickness, past, present, future. He tore the veil. So we have complete access to God. Nothing in the way. All access to Him. We can go direct to Him. We don't need to go through someone else direct to Him. Jesus took the wrath of our sin. He he bore that wrath. God's wrath, He bore it all. Nothing separates us. He conquered death. He conquered death. And he did it as our substitute. He did it for you and I. He did it as us. Justin's been teaching on this. And he rose again. And we've been focusing on as a church laying our lives down. And I've been more challenged over the last couple of months Then I have my entire Christianity of laying my life down and what that looks like, of laying it down because of what Jesus did on the cross. I died with him and I rose with him. What does that look like for my life today? What does that look like in everyday life? What does that look like in my day-to-day conversations, movements, actions? What does it look like laying my life down? Because that's what happened on the cross. When I said yes to Jesus... That's what happened. I laid it down so I was completely free. So that 30 seconds in Safeway where I felt free because then I went on to other things. That should be my life 24-7. 24-7. Not caring about what other people are thinking. Let me premise this with I'm not going to be a jerk and not care what they think. Because I've laid my life down I get to be free. And we've been talking about this, laying our lives down. And so in talking about the cross and the magnitude and the magnificence of the cross and what Jesus did on the cross and and what he accomplished on the cross, I went, I've got to break this down a bit more. Because the truth is I've never murdered anyone. I've never stolen. Well, that's a lie. I, I, I stole a grape to test it before I bought the bunch thief guilty 
Like when I think of sin, often to mind comes the big sins. And I went, they don't apply. I don't, I, I, like, I'm not a big sinner. I don't know if that, like, this is, okay, this is what goes on in my head. So I've got to break this down more to be relevant for me. What does the cross mean to me? And I've got to go in the context of what we've been studying as a church, what we've been looking at as a church. And if you're visiting this morning, you are welcome. And this will hopefully make sense. So we've been talking about laying our lives down. Last year, we were talking about relationships and we've been going after connection and all the rest of it. And so, here we go. And so in, in, in working on today and talking about the cross, I went, all right, here we go. Let's start here. All these things were dealt with on the cross because they were in our sinful nature. I'm going to say some things that might make you go, mm, guilty. All these things were dealt with because of our sinful nature. And when we laid our lives down, when we said yes to Jesus, our sinful nature was done. It was gone. But sometimes some of the sinful nature attributes... We display still. Things like thinking the worst about people, gossiping, murmuring, slandering, presuming, assuming, speculating, accusing, judging, avoiding, disconnecting, dividing, being critical, being cynical, being offended, distant. All that was dealt with on the cross. All of it in our sinful nature was dealt with on the cross. So I'm not just talking about, you know, murder. I don't continue on that because some stuff's pretty horrific. But I'm not just talking about the big stuff. All this was dealt with on the cross. Let's keep going. Holding on to unforgiveness. Holding on to bitterness. Coveting, comparison, jealousy, dishonesty. Seeing people through a human perspective on the cross. Worry, anxiety, depression, doubt, fear. Frustration, disappointment, insecurity. All of it on the cross. Hoping for and celebrating other people's values and mistakes. <gasps> Habitually choosing to sit in. Disrespect, rude, critical, mean, greedy, impatient, selfish, unforgiving, bossy, decisive nature. All of that is on the cross. And the list can go on. Let's be real. That's a snippet of our sinful nature. That's a snippet of what the sinful nature had in it. And all of that was accomplished on the cross. When we said yes to Jesus and we died with him and we rose with him, we rose without that. We rose without that in our life. It's gone. It's done. Finished. So when I was was 18, I had three car accidents in my first year of driving. I'm now 38. So I just want to say that, except end of last year I had a car accident and I hit the back of a car. Not serious, I didn't tell anyone, not serious. <laughs> just a couple of people, didn't need prayer, no one injured. Actually, the kids were a bit shaken up. I prayed for them, all good. <laughs> and so from that moment, a few months, end of last year, I've been a bit sensitive driving I don't know if you've ever been in a car accident, but, well, I've been in four, and um, and they're the four I'll name. Um, A few swipe swipes and other things, but, you know, four accidents that needed insurance. Um, 
And so I'm a bit sensitive driving now. So I kind of leave a wide berth. And as soon as the person in front of me breaks, I break. Like super sensitive driving. And a couple of weeks ago, Justin was driving me home. And he's driving the car. And I'm sitting there on Westall Road. Oh, no, it was Westall Road. Westall Road. And, um, and the cars in front are getting awfully close. And my body, both legs, both hands, my face, everything's tense, full of anxiety, trying to break the car. Like I'm ready to put a hole in the car and use my legs to stop it. It happened a couple of times in a short period of time. And I think I even said break because my whole body was trying to do it. And I turned to Justin, I said, hey, I'm not feeling very safe the way you're driving right now. And he's driving going, speed limit, Sadie, it's all safe. Because <laughs> speed limit, Sadie, so it must be safe. I'm doing 80, all safe. <laughs> so I'm there and I ponder for a minute my reply to this. And I say in my head, I'm thinking, Justin is for me and he loves me. (laughs) This is my process. So I say, hey, because I know him, I can say it like this. Hey, maybe next time your response could be, I'm sorry you don't feel safe with the way I'm driving. That's not my heart or my intention. And Justin, as I'm saying these words, smiles and goes, yes, I am sorry you do not feel safe with my driving. That is not my heart. I felt safe the rest of the drive home. As human beings, we try and justify our actions. Let's be honest. I don't want to be wrong ever. So if someone says something, my initial response and most people's initial response is to justify, oh, oh, oh I can do this because of this, or I've done this because of this, or, or this is what I've done, or it's the speed limit's going 80, all good. Justify our actions and we justify our responses and we justify why we've done what we've done. We all do it. We're all guilty of it. It's human, like humanity. We started at a young age. I said to Jude, Jude, say sorry, Bella, I don't want to. We don't want to admit we're wrong, ever. Like, we, we want to be right, and I want to prove that I'm right and you're wrong, because I'm right. That's what we do as humanity. That's what we do as people. We want to prove that we're right. We want to justify our actions. And as I was preparing this and remembering this incident, this story, God just said to us, like, God just reminded me, you don't have to justify me. You don't have to justify the cross, If you pray for someone, they don't get healed. You don't have to justify that. If you act a certain way that that is your old nature, you don't have to justify that. If you say something that is slanderous or you're not believing the best in someone, I'm sorry, I'm highlighting ones that we've gone after as a church. If you're not believing the best in someone, you don't have to justify that. I'm there in my head going, huh? I don't have to justify it. God goes, no, 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 I dealt with it on the cross. So you come and ask for a greater revelation in that area of your life. Because that's all you need. Don't justify why you're acting poorly, making bad choices. 
Don't justify why something didn't happen. Go to the cross and say, God, I don't have full understanding, full revelation in this area. I'm going on a journey with you because I want to understand why some people get healed and why others don't. The cross did it. Why doesn't it always work? I don't understand, so I'm not going to justify, oh, sometimes God's in a good mood, or sometimes, you know, you've got to do this, or I've got to pray harder. We don't need to justify it. We go back to God, back to the cross and say, God, give me greater revelation of what you did there. Give me a greater understanding of what you did there. Get me greater um, insight into that because that is what you've given me. That is what you've accomplished. That is what you've done on the cross. I don't need to justify it. I'm going to ask you for more revelation, more understanding. I often um, have this saying that's really helped me in my life over the last couple of years. The saying is they just don't have the tool. So if someone says something, backtrack, if someone believes something that's not right about me, they're not seeing me through God's eyes, they're seeing me through my mistakes, in my head, and I'll often say out loud, they don't have the tool of brave communication. I once didn't have that tool, they don't have that at the moment. I'm on a journey of growing mine and they will be on a journey of growing theirs. So instead of judging them, instead of condemning them, instead of then going, woe is me, everyone hates me because I've been in that place before, I go, right, they don't have that tool yet. And it's the same with God. As I was writing this, God just went, Lee, you don't have the revelation yet of what the cross did. You've got the revelation in these areas. You've got the revelation of sin. You know I've forgiven all sin. That... God. You've got the revelation of no separation. I know I'll never be separated from God. God. You say you've got the revelation of healing. It's up here. And I'm still growing it to down here. I'm on a journey. And I don't judge people when they don't have the tool or when they don't have the, you know, the know-how. I don't judge them now. I used to, let's be honest. I used to get angry and just want to, sorry, say something. But now God, they don't have the tool. But I don't have all the tools. And God's looking at me with kindness saying, you don't have the revelation yet, Lee. You don't have the tool yet, Lee. Let's go on a journey. Let's go on that journey to discover full revelation on what that looks like. Full revelation of what the cross, the magnitude of the cross looks like in your life. A saying that Justin and I have said, do you know how quick 20 minutes goes? A saying Justin and I say, sorry, I haven't said it in a while and Justin reminded me of it. I used to say it all the time. Jesus is our standard. Jesus is our standard. I used to say it all the time. I, I forgot it to be honest, until he reminded me. Jesus is our standard. Nothing lacking, nothing missing. Jesus is our standard. So when we talk about the full revelation of the cross and we talk about everything that the cross did, it's ours. We go on a journey to fully understand it, but Jesus is our standard. Jesus, everyone he prayed with got healed. He believed the best in 100% of people. 100% 100% believe that he saw them not through the natural because if he saw them through the natural, he'd have zip disciples. 
He saw them how Jesus saw them. He saw the gold in them. He displayed exactly what it looks like to live a life with everything that is, excess, that, that is um, for us. He is our standard going forward. He is the reason we get to be free. He's the one that said it is finished because he was the only one that could. So that you and I can stand here, so that I can stand in the middle of Safeway with no mask on going, this is what freedom feels like. This is what it feels like. So we can stand here today going, this is what it feels like. Because of the cross, I'm free. I'm free. And instead of justifying my actions, instead of justifying why things happen and why they don't happen, instead of justifying choices that I make or things that happen or or situations, I get to go, all right, God, give me a greater revelation of what the cross really did. Give me a greater revelation of what that on the cross looks like because I laid my life down and I don't want to see people through the natural. I don't want to see people how they're acting. I want to see them how you've created them to be. I want to believe the best. I want to have great conversations. I don't want to speculate and assume. I want to ask great questions. And when those things come up in our life, we get to go, oh, that's old nature. That was done with on the cross. So I'm going to go back to the cross and say, God, I'm struggling in this, but it's on the cross. Give me a greater revelation of how you see that and how you see me so I can walk this walk. Imagine. Imagine what the 70 of us in here. Imagine the 70 of us go on a journey to get a greater revelation of the cross and actually apply it to our lives and see the people around us' lives change. Imagine, once upon a time, the car conversation of Justin driving crazy would not have been a calm conversation. Once upon a time, that would have been an ugly conversation. Stop driving like that. I'm just a bit sensitive. Too many car accidents. But imagine if we all stayed there. Can you imagine 70 people in a year's time, what our lives are going to look like as we go on a journey of greater revelation of the cross? And then in five years' time, what our lives are going to look like as we go on the journey of a greater revelation of the cross? 10 years' time, 20 years' time, then our children's children start to get a greater revelation because of what we get to pass down. Imagine. It'd suck staying here because for that 30 seconds in Safeway, I tasted complete freedom. Wasn't the first time, but it was a moment in time that I'll never forget. I didn't care what anyone thought. I didn't care what anyone what I looked like, I didn't care about any of that. I was just being me. And Jesus did that on the cross. So Jesus, I thank you so much for what you did on the cross. I thank you so much that you gave it all, that you did it all, that you finished it all. It is finished on the cross. And I thank you so much that you finished it, you you completed it, 
You fulfilled it all. And I pray for Echo Church that we will have a greater revelation, that we're, we're gonna go on a greater revelation, a greater understanding of what the cross accomplished for us as individuals, for my life, for their lives, God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're taking us on a journey. And when we don't understand things, we're gonna go back to the cross and go, the cross is truth. Not my circumstances, not my feelings, not what other people have said, the cross is truth. So it didn't work, I'm going back to the truth. I'm going back to the cross. I thank you, Jesus, for this journey that we're on, laying our lives down. In Jesus' name, amen.